Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 362. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Have passion, feel desire, live bold. Squarespace has over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. When you're ready to start building your website, visit squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code LIGHT. Do you back up your computer files as often as you should? Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE. You'll get two free months if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Hugh Culver. Hugh, are you prepared to ignite? Oh man, am I ever. Yes. (laughs) Hugh is a sought-after keynote speaker and seminar leader, the author of Give Me a Break, The Art of Making Time Work for You. He is a veteran of the expert industry who has discovered a better way to serve more, sell more, and succeed more than you ever thought possible. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, Hugh, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure, you bet. Uh, thanks, John. And, and thanks for having me on the show. I'm a, I am an avid subscriber to yes. Entrepreneur on Fire. It's how I start my day. Uh, so I, I actually got into business at the age of 15. Uh, my oldest brother, I come from a family of nine. My oldest brother was a real pioneer in adventure travel. So at the age of 15, I was taking people down rivers and guiding all over Western Canada and up into the uh, Northwest Territories. And then we sold that business, and then I helped start a company taking people to the South Pole. So for three years, I led this crazy life flying all over the world and uh, building up to signing uh, multi-million dollar deals to um, take people to South Pole, expedition support, crossing Antarctica, flying in to see the emperors, the whole bit, and then sold that business. (laughs) And as I often say, kind of jokingly, I decided I needed to know how to run a business. So I went back, did a master's degree in business, and then started teaching business courses. Um, but in the last 18 months, I have uh, started to move into helping other people get into this kind of a business. Very exciting stuff, Hugh. I love your history because it's so different, it's so unique, and it's so just filled with different avenues that I'm looking forward to diving way more into more of them. But before we do, and you know this, Hugh, starting your day off with EO Fire, we start every show off with a success quote. So Hugh, you have a great one for us today. Take it away. I do, John, because this is one that it constantly challenges me. And it's also (laughs) one, when I work with other experts, so people like yourself, people who have... um or blogging or podcasting, it's one of the things that is kind of an underlying issue that we always have to deal with, and it has to do with having tension in your life. And it comes from, of course, Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning. And he says, what man actually needs is not a tensionless state. In other words, what we need is not to get rid of all of the challenges in our life, not a tensionless state, but rather the striving for a worthwhile um, goal, a freely chosen task. So it's all about we need to keep putting stuff in front of us that actually freaks us out a little bit, but it's really good. It's healthy, and we do it as a freely chosen task. So we do it because we want to do it, and that really uh, inspires me every day and, frankly, challenges me. So, Hugh, break this down for us. How do you actually apply this on a daily basis? What's a recent example where you have done this in your life? 
You bet. Well, uh, you know, we're recording this in the end of the in the end of summer, and I live in. Quite frankly, I live in a place where in the summer all you want to do is go to the beach. Yes. It's gorgeous. It's full of uh, vineyards and golf courses. It's in central British Columbia, um, and yet what I've been doing this summer is challenging myself to keep putting campaigns uh, in front of me because I've learned, and I want to talk about this more on this call. But campaigns really drive. Um, be- behavior performance, and also create urgency with your clients. And so this summer, even though I'd much rather be out just, you know, hanging out at the beach, I've been actually creating campaigns, and that creates tension. And then that tension actually produces better results. So there's just one simple example. It's putting stuff out in front of me, even though a lot of other things are calling for me just to, you know, chill out, uh, but then seeing how that actually turns into much better results. Well, I love that example for a lot of reasons. Personally, being from Maine, I know the four seasons really well. And I know the desperateness that exists during those very short, beautiful, gorgeous, vibrant summer months and just wanting to be outside and take full advantage of it because we all well know what's going to be happening, the darkness that's descending upon us in the upcoming winter. So I resonate with that, Hugh. And when I moved to San Diego, a lot of people are saying, John, you're never going to get any work done because you're going to be outside all the time. And it's kind of actually been the opposite because with San Diego, you can count on about 345-ish days of perfection. So you don't feel so bad when you miss a few of them because you know they're always going to be there waiting for you year round. Right, right, exactly. That's exactly it. Cool stuff, Hugh. Well, listen, let's move into your story because I love it. I want Fire Nation to fall in love with it too. So share with us a part in your journey, this crazy entrepreneurial journey where you failed, where you faced a massive challenge or obstacle that even you, Hugh, had to dig deep to overcome. And what lessons did you learn from that? You know, there's a lot of times when we were flying people to the South Pole, you know, buying airplanes that I hadn't even seen before, hiring pilots from across the world to fly in, dealing with the... um, the Chilean military. But I'm sure most people can relate to that. I want, I want to share a story, though, that happened just really much, much closer to home three years ago. So I had built up a training business. I had six people working for me who were consultants, coaches, people in the office. And, and it, was a, it was complicated business. I was doing 110 speaking engagements a year. Wow. Uh, with two young children, a wife who has her own career, and the main lady, the woman who really held it all together for me and was my office administrator, uh, said she was going to go on maternity leave for the second time. And so, of course, we celebrated, and I said, that's fantastic, and uh, immediately started placing ads to replace her. You know, sort of a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, well, I've got to keep this whole machine going. We had a downtown office. We had parking stalls, the whole bit. Uh, and then about uh, three weeks into that process of starting to interview new people, it dawned on me that there was a whole different approach. And I shut down the office. I let everybody go. I finished up any remaining contracts by myself. And then I spent the next year working out of a 250-square-foot office uh, by myself with uh, one temporary sort of per- part-time person that would pop in once in a while for a few odds and ends. And uh, what I, of course, did was I had to streamline. So I went from 110 engagements a year to 45, which is what I maintain now. Uh, and at the end of the year, I went to my accountant and he turned to me and he said, uh, what have you done? I said, well, what, do you, what do you mean, what have I done? He says, well, you've doubled your net income. Uh, you've reduced your sales by 30% and doubled your net income in one year. 
And it uh, dawned on me that I had taken something that was kind of a disaster, losing this key person who I really relied on, I mean, heavily. And, uh, you know, in many ways, she was the brains behind the whole operation of how it all worked logistically. And I had actually turned it into a much more successful business by myself. So then I started to realize, you know, there's something I know about running this kind of a company. Like I, I've actually learned a few things beyond how to be good in front of an audience and how to deal with event planners. I'd learned a few things about how to become profitable. So, so I started uh, a little phone campaign and for the next uh, three weeks, I just started phoning people I knew and said, I will coach you for a, a year. And every week I would come in and I would, I said, okay, my goal this week is to get two more people or one more people, one more person. And by the end of three weeks, I had eight people registered, $70,000 in new revenue, and I had moved into the expert community. Um, so this all happened within a 12 month period and I've, you know, really never looked back. Um, the big aha for me was I was so stuck in assumptions that I, like, here I was thinking, oh my God, I, I need this office. I need these parking stalls. I need these coaches. How can I get the next contract if I don't have all these people? And then literally within a couple of weeks, I was thinking, why did I ever want them in the first place? Like, this is so nice to do half the engagements at the end, get twice the net income, and then allows me to move into a whole new business opportunity, which is what I'm in now, which is where I teach and coach other experts how to be successful in their business. And I love that we keep coming back to net income because Fire Nation, that's what it is. It's not the total amount of gross revenues you're bringing in, especially when you have offices and parking spots and all these different things that you're paying for. It all comes down to your bandwidth and your net revenue. So I'm so glad that you're bringing that up and that you're really hammering that point home, Hugh, because it's a critical point for entrepreneurs to move forward and especially when they're initially launching to really elongate that runway to give them enough room to really succeed. Because if you bring on all of these expenses early on, your runway gets so much shorter and you need to give yourself time to succeed, time for your plan to take action and to take shape. I resonate with it incredibly well, Hugh. And I want you just to boil it down in one sentence for Fire Nation. What did you learn from that experience? Yeah, I think it was one sentence. It would be um, first drop low value returns Yes. Uh, before adding. So first of all, drop low value returns. So I was super busy and I was following a journey that I had repeated over and over for about 30 years, which was <laughs> Get into business and get super busy. Yeah. And, and it was like I was looking for these societal norms, you know. Oh, you're busy, you're successful. Right. And, oh, I want to get and, back to that. Right? And so because people would, would – I would, I would introduce myself. They'd say, what do you do? I'd tell them about this training company. And they, their reaction usually was, wow, that's really impressive. And then I'd sort of you know, mentally pat myself on the back and think, <laughs> well, I guess I'm successful. But the reality was I was just living in this big assumption and I was hanging on to low return products. One of the best things I think for people to do on this call, after this call, is to, is to look at what is it that I market that really is low return. Either it's low return for my clients or it's low return monetarily in terms of my net returns or it's low return because it just bums me out. Like it just, I just don't like doing it. And when you free yourself up from those low return products, whether that's a, whether that's a, um, an online program that you run or it's a website you're maintaining or 
It could even be a blog that you've been pounding away at trying to get some people to look at. When you get rid of that low return product, you have freedom. And then in that freedom, you have the ability to choose something better. I love that, Hugh. And I've actually just specifically done that in my business. And after only one week of instituting that mentality, I've seen some great strides. And really what it comes down to is taking my bandwidth and giving some of it back to me. So great lessons, great takeaways for entrepreneurs, for the listeners. And Hugh, you are just such a passionate person. You're so full of energy and just life itself. I mean, you exude entrepreneurialism. So I want you to try to just focus right now for us on one one light bulb that you've had at some point in your life. Now, make it one that you can really tell a story around because we want to be there. Tell us that story when you had a light bulb moment and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that into success. 2000, I was uh, deep in that training company that I described to you and I had this notion. Back then, soul in the workplace was a really big deal. Spirituality, soul. Lots of people were writing books about it. I love that stuff. Uh, it was what I taught, uh, taught to uh, the leaders I worked with. So I rented a, a ski hill. <laughs> and uh, it's actually one that we ski uh, at uh, every weekend in the winter. And my daughter actually teaches downhill skiing there now. And oh. I rented the ski hill in June. And I phoned up some pretty well-known speakers in both uh, Canada and the States. And I invited them to come to this conference, which had never been run and which was, uh, you know, basically just an idea. And I called it Soul at Work. And here's the amazing thing. I had... 21 speakers, some of who would normally command around $20,000 for a speaking engagement, agree to come for free. We simply paid for their flights and their hotel. I had uh, about 180 attendees come in and pay to attend this uh, three-day conference. It was absolutely brilliant. It was June. The flowers were out. We had the ski hill all to ourselves. The whole thing was just magical. And, um, you know, at night we had a big drumming circle. A friend of mine completely redecorated one of the rooms into this magical drumming circle, which is a big surprise. And we had, uh, oh, it was fantastic. But here's the, 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 the lesson it taught me was that when I really get anchored on something that excites me, I can excite other people. Uh, when I'm doing something that's boring and routine and trivial, it's pretty hard to get people excited about it. And, you know, we all learn great techniques around how to write a blog, how to write a good email, how to, um, you know, get, get things on Facebook so people pay attention. But the reality is people can tell if you're excited. They can tell if you're jazzed, you know. Like, John, when I listen to your podcast, you're excited. <laughs> I love you know? it. Like, like to the point of irritation, like you're excited. It's, you know, there I am with my dog at six in the morning and I'm listening to John Lee Dumas and I'm getting excited. So, my point is that, you know, it took me 13 years to actually run what I would call the next significant event, which we run called um, Experts Intensive. And uh, where people come together and they spend three days learning how to run an expert business. Uh, But it took me 13 years, but I never forgot that experience. I never forgot, you know, the core ingredient is be excited. Like the core ingredient is you've got to be jazzed. You know, it, it will trump any kind of challenge that gets in your way if you wake up excited about that goal. 
It's contagious, Hugh. It really is contagious. I mean, your energy is contagious. My energy can be contagious. And it's one of those things where people say, John, how do you have eight interviews on one day? How do you do eight back-to-back interviews? Don't you get exhausted? And I said, yeah, but when you have a Hugh Culver come on and he just brings this whole new shot of energy and that's happening every time I'm getting on with another inspiring and successful entrepreneur, that propels me forward. And, And that's just a great takeaway to have for all the entrepreneurs out there is that, listen, just be passionate and to exude it. Don't hide it. Exude that passion. Have it just flow out of you, that excitement, that energy of what you're doing, and it's going to catch on. That word is contagious. I could not agree more. I've seen it time and time again that people can either inflate or deflate a room simply by how they walk into it. And I just am inspired by the words you're saying, Hugh. And I want you to, again, because you do such a great job of this, just boil it down into one clear lesson, one clear takeaway that our listeners can focus on from all of that great stuff. Okay, sure. I think it is whatever you're working on right now, focus on how you are serving people and make that your focus. And then whatever gets in your way or challenges or money issues, think about how you're serving people and allow that to excite you. Because when you help people one at a time, you know, like we often talk about Mother Teresa and how amazing she was. She just helped people one at a time and she became a world influencer. She didn't try to, you know, travel to all these different countries. She just worked in Calcutta and helped one person at a time. So think about how am I helping one person today and then allow that to excite you and everything will flow from there. Hugh, have you had an I've made a moment? You know, I actually have. and Tell us that story. Sure. I it. would say selling the Antarctic business because okay. here we had built up this crazy company. We had, um, we had four airplanes in operation, two of which we had purchased. Um, these are big airplanes. We had people from all over the world traveling to pay as much as a quarter of a million dollars to come on trips with us. We had... Uh, expedition support contracts. I was signing contracts for close to $2 million for expedition support. And yet the reality was we ran the whole thing out of a 350 square foot office above a restaurant in Vancouver on the docks. <laughs> and, and my partners, my, I had four partners were, you know, it was rare to see us all in one room together. We lived in four different countries. But when I sold my uh, equity in the company, I think that was a, uh, to me, I was, I just thought, you know what? I have figured it out like three years building this thing up. We built it up to um, about five and a half millions in, in gross sales, uh, very profitable. And I sold out. And I guess the big, the big win for me was I sold out before I had to sell out. And uh, that just made me feel like, okay, at, at least at this moment, I'm being wise. Right. I'm not going with a knee-jerk reaction of keep going, keep going, let's build it bigger, bigger, bigger. I realized I'd reached my limit. It was time to bring in a professional manager, do the, more of the day-to-day. And uh, yeah, that was very exciting to sell out. And, uh, and then I used that money to buy our first house as a new, newly married couple. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> that's an I've made a moment, Hugh. And what I want to talk about right now is the entrepreneurial journey because, Hugh, so many listeners right now are struggling. They're struggling with starting their entrepreneurial journey. They're starting with keeping that entrepreneurial journey going because they've hit a plateau or they've hit a wall or they've 
dipped because, man, the entrepreneurial journey is a crazy one. There's ups, there's downs, and you've seen it all in a multitude of different industries as well, which is really fascinating and allows you to give some great insights because of that. So, Hugh, share with us your philosophy of the entrepreneurial journey. Talk to Fire Nation right now about what they should have as a mindset for their journey. Okay, great. Uh, Well, there's a simple formula that I often use, and it's passion meets a hungry audience. And if people are struggling as they, you know, listening to this and they think, you know what, this is great, except my business is kind of struggling. One of those two ingredients is missing. Either you are not passionate about what you have to offer people, in which case you need to dig deeper and you need to start looking at what do you really care about? A good test is this. When you go into a bookstore or go online to Amazon or um, you know whatever store you use, what do you look at? That's a good indicator of what you're passionate about. What kind of books do you still read? What, do you, you know, what blogs do you follow? The second thing is the hungry audience. If you're struggling as a business owner, you probably have not tapped into what a hungry audience. You know, I'll give you an example. I ran an online course last month, uh, our most profitable online course yet so far. And in four weeks, all we talked about was how to do a webinar and teleseminar. That's all we talked about. We didn't talk about social media. We didn't talk about marketing. We didn't talk about positioning. It was just that one thing. And it was because I knew there's a hungry audience for people to use webinars and teleseminars to promote their business. And it's complicated. Because you've got to link up, you know, where does your data get located? What kind of a hosting service do you use? How do you send out the emails? How do you set up autoresponders and all that stuff? So Yeah, I want to take that course. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and it's great. And, and I was so tempted to expand it and to build it into a marketing course, but it wouldn't have served people. The hungry audience was, okay, help me to understand how to run a webinar and teleseminar to grow my audience and to actually attract sales. So there's two parts. Are you excited about what you have to share, what you have to teach, what you have to help people with? Like, what are you, do you get out of bed thinking about it? And if you don't, people will know. Secondly, are you speaking to a hungry audience? Have you picked a topic that people actually care about? And there's three things to look for that tells you if it's a hungry audience. One, they know they have pain. They have to be aware they have a problem. You know, there's a lot of people walking around, you know, that are not very healthy. They don't see that as a problem. So that's not a hungry audience. Number two is they have to uh, want to fix it. So they have to have a problem they want to get fixed. So for example, if you serve the entrepreneur market, okay, great. Well, what is it that they want more of? So they want more sales. They want more time to themselves. They want to know how to organize themselves. Great. Third, they have to have a track record of paying for it. If they're not willing to pay for it, it's not a hungry audience. It's, it's a nice to do thing, but they won't. So for example, you might be great at, um, teaching people how to write. Well, there's very few people that are going to pay to learn how to write better. But what they do want to know maybe is how to post a blog faster because that will make them more effective. And then make them because they're more effective, they will make them more more business because they can do things that actually generate revenue. So you have to look at what are you passionate about and how to actually meet a hungry audience. And when you get that formula working for you, then that that's magic. And and the the temptation I find in the expert community in particular is to go too broad, is to actually try and do too much. So narrow in and you'll make more money. 
Fire Nation, this is absolute gold. I want to encourage you to come back and listen to this section again because, man, there are just some great things that Hugh just gave away. He just gave it away about how you can really find your niche and make sure it is a proof of concept. So Hugh, I want to bring it to present times right now because, man, do you have a lot of great things going on. But share with Fire Nation just one thing that's really exciting you right now. I've started to really understand that there's an ability to build community. And I guess if I go back to that conference that I, that I mentioned in 2000, one of the, the, the greatest um, parts of that event was the community, the sense of community. I still meet people that I met at that conference 13 years ago, and you know their eyes kind of glaze over and they start talking about that three-day event at the top of that ski hill. And that's what I'm excited about creating again. I just spent uh, two hours yesterday with uh, a speaking colleague of mine and his wife. They came and visited me at my house, which was just fantastic. And to me, that's community. They went out of their way because they were in the area to come out, hang out, and we talked about personal stuff. We talked about kids, you know, and we talked a little bit about business. That's what I'm excited about creating. You know, I've worked in the corporate arena for probably, I think it was 18, 17 years as a speaker and a seminar leader, and I've done over 2,000 presentations, and I'm really proud of that, but I, I never had a sense of community. You know, I never really had a sense that I was actually building something that was lasting. I, what I had a sense of was I was doing a great job helping people. But in the expert community, working with authors and speakers and seminar leaders and coaches, I really am excited about this idea of let's stay in contact, let's, let's share ideas, and let's help each other out. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to see where you take that vision, Hugh, because you are leading with passion. You're leading with enthusiasm and energy, and that is just going to result in some great things. And we're going to have to break in here and thank our sponsors. There are often times that we let things slide that we probably shouldn't. Like sometimes I'll wait to change the oil in my car until I've driven 12,000 instead of 10,000 miles. My car runs really great, but what happens when I take it in and suddenly they tell me that something's wrong as a result of my delayed oil changes? Suddenly, I'm stuck paying to fix for something I could have avoided altogether. Now let me ask you this. How often do you back up the files on your computer? Sure, your files are fine right now, but what about when you spill that water on your computer? Don't let something as important as backing up your files slide another day. Carbonite will make sure that if you do spill water on your computer, you'll still have access to all your files no matter the device. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE to get two free months when you buy. Protect yourself and your files today by going to Carbonite.com and use the offer code FIRE. Great news for all you entrepreneurs out there looking to build a website that's both good-looking and affordable. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Some of the core features Squarespace boasts are what make it such an awesome platform to use. First of all, it's easy. Everything is drag and drop, so you can add content from your desktop and even rearrange elements of content within a page just with the click of a button. 
Squarespace also offers 24-7 support. I'm talking live chat during the week and extremely fast email support throughout the day and night so you can count on receiving help anytime you need it. Concerned about your website being mobile friendly? Squarespace has that covered as well. Your site automatically scales to look beautiful on every device. So when you're ready to start building your own website, head over to squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code LIGHT. Unfortunately, I'm usually excited about this, but man, there's just so much great stuff that you're sharing. I'm almost a little sad that we're moving into what used to be my favorite part of the show until you ruined it all, Hugh, the lightning round, because this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? I love it. I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, nothing. I, I've always been an entrepreneur, but what held me back from growing as an entrepreneur was I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. What is the best advice you've ever received? Go through an inventory of everything that you say I make money from and drop anything that is at the end of the list. The low return products are just eating up your time and they're distracting your clients. The 80-20 rule. I love it. That's right. What is one specific action, Hugh, that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Okay, my favorite is right now is micro-outsourcing. So if you have a blog, a podcast, you do free Kindle campaigns, you need someone to help with web graphics, is learn how to use the online resources like, of course, Elance and Odesk and Fiverr, which we, we really like Fiverr, and micro-outsource. You may only need it once or twice, but it will free you up. Do not do things that you're not excellent at or that someone can do at one-third of your rate. Love that. Do you have an internet resource, Hugh, like an Evernote that you're just in love with, you can share with our listeners? Yeah, well, uh, you, some people probably already shared this one, but we love Buffer App. So Buffer, B-U-F-F-E-R-A-P-P dot com, Buffer App. It's, we just find it's really, uh, you know, we also use Hootsuite, but Buffer App is super convenient. It's really easy. And especially when you... Um, you know, want to be active in, in Twitter land, it's a really great way to organize and schedule your tweets. Totally. EO Fire runs off of a buffer app. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Hugh Culver. Hugh, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Uh, I actually just interviewed him for my podcast, and I would say it's Jay Bear's Utility, uh, which is Y-O-U, like utility, so Y-O-U-T-I-L-I-T-Y, and I, it's a great read. You can finish it in a couple of nights. Uh, it's got, I think it's 20 examples of businesses, everything from a guy that owns a taxi in Banff, Alberta, to you know some of the big players out there. Um, how to serve people, and it's a, it's a great read. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book, which I highly recommend as well, for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. 
com. So Hugh, this next question, my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? First thing I would do is I would create some tension. <laughs> so I would create a goal for myself. I would either have a goal for how many people can I meet and help, uh, or I'd have a goal for uh, how much money can I make or something that's going to get me going every day. The next thing I would do is I would go and meet as many people as possible. And I just ask them one question, which is, so how can I help you? I love that for so many reasons. I mean, Hugh, when I started Entrepreneur on Fire, my tension was 365 interviews in a year, one a day. So I knew that I had this concrete goal that I could go back and set systems into place to make it happen. But if I had gone open-ended, I never would have known where I was going. I never would have taken that correct path or had those correct systems in place. So setting that tension, making a concrete numbered goal is so critical. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So Hugh, man, have I enjoyed listening to your journey and the stories that you shared. Super inspiring on a lot of levels. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Well, and again, thanks for having me on. Yeah. I, mean, I've, I've really enjoyed this. So here is a game changer. Uh, this is really changed the way I run my business. First thing everyone should do when they want to, and this is, a, uh, this is, you know, as we move into the fall, it's a great time to be doing this, but that is to print out a 12-month calendar and to build campaigns. And why it's a game changer is because campaigns create tension and tension is what's going to drive more success for your business. So print out a 12 month calendar, literally, you know, tape it to your wall, one, one, eight and a half, 11 page per, per month, and then build campaigns. So a campaign could be finishing your ebook. It could be growing your Facebook likes. It could be uh, growing your email um, opt-ins. It could be launching an online course, your free Kindle campaign, a webinar, whatever it is. But Build out your 12-month campaigns. And the trick is, even in your busy months, is to still run those campaigns. And it changes everything in the way you think because rather than waiting for the phone to ring or more emails to come in, what you're doing is you're proactively going out there and helping people. And that's how you build a successful company. And Hugh, what's the best way that we can find and connect with you? Sure. So Experts Enterprise, so they can go to expertsenterprise.com and they can follow my blog there, which is uh, pretty active, or, or they can go to Experts Enterprise on iTunes and they can subscribe to the podcast. Hugh, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. And thank you, Hugh, on behalf of Fire Nation for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, John, my pleasure. Thanks so much, man. Fire Nation. Entrepreneur on Fire generates over 400,000 unique downloads a month and well over five figures in monthly revenue. 
This is all a result of the podcast I started on September 22nd, 2012. If you want to find out everything I've done, come to podcastersparadise.com. Here you will find video tutorials of everything you need to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. A community of other podcasters to exchange reviews, ideas, and experiences with, and access to private webinars where today's top experts reveal all. Come to podcastersparadise.com to find out more. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite.